Welcome to the next episode of Connect, Inspire, Create. Inspirational conversations for midlife woman business owners covering topics that include entrepreneurial journeys that others have navigated, talking about mindset, motivation, and work-life balance, along with marketing advice for your lifestyle business. I am your host, Carol Clegg, known as your accountability business coach, helping women in midlife take action and create their lifestyle business. This week, we are chatting with Stacey Hall, founder of Success with Stacey Hall, and she is best known for her groundbreaking social media marketing training program, Go For Yes, which has helped thousands of people attract more sales, customers, and employee satisfaction. She is an acclaimed international speaker who gained recognition through her TEDx talk. Her mission is to help entrepreneurs attract and connect with their ideal audience solve their audience's problems, and leave a legacy that lives on long after they've gone. In this episode, we're going to be talking about her recent book, Selling from Your Comfort Zone. And Stacy says she wrote that book because so many salespeople believe that they have to push themselves out of their comfort zone and compromise their values to sell their products. And in this episode, we're going to get into why you can shift away from the pushy sales tactics, learn how to bring meaning into how you serve others through your business. And she has a simple formula for a personalized approach to connection building, which is through alignment and problem solving by remaining in alignment, not only with your calling, but with your values. So I am excited to have Stacey with me today. And now on to the show. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of Connect, Inspire, Create. And hello, hello, Stacey. Hello, the go for Carol. yes, gal. <laughs> Love it. So great to be in the studio with you. Thank you. Absolutely. And I am so excited. So I want to let our listeners know that Stacey Hall, her most recent book, which is what we are going to be digging into, is the Selling from Your Comfort Zone. And I think it's going to be a huge relief for a lot of people to hear that there actually can be a comfort zone in selling. And I know that you've got a lot to share with us, Stacey. But this, I think, is going to be a refreshing way for our listeners to consider looking at sales. And sales is such an integral part of our businesses, be it corporate, be it a company, be you a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, the sales comes into each and every level of business. So Stacey, I wanted to just start off with letting our listeners get to know a little bit about you behind the scenes, and should I say the voice behind Selling From Your Comfort Zone. So do share with us a fun fact that people might not know about you. <laughs> Oh, well, let's see. There's a, I think I've shared this a bit, but uh, I I was escorted out of Graceland once. I met uh, <laughs> I met John Travolta on the set of Welcome Back Cotter way back when. I've uh, was worked for a film production company and we produced some of Prince's music videos. Uh, those are some things that are kind of fun that people know. Uh, I was supposed to lead the uh, marching band, uh, the lead marching band in a Rose Bowl parade one year because uh, I was a great baton twirler. And the problem was I was not a great baton twirler who could throw it up and catch it. 
as long as it was still in my hands, I was great. You were fine. If right? I had to let it go, it's like catching <laughs> it. It wasn't going to happen. So mm-hmm. I missed being able to be. So I, I don't, I don't play the piano very well. I don't uh, ice skate very well. I've got very thin ankles. But what I do do well is sales marketing. I'm pretty good at writing and I've gotten very good at social media marketing. Wonderful. And I know this is not your first rodeo. This is not your first book. (laughs) No, this is actually the third one I've written on my own. And then I have two that I've produced for the network marketing industry. That's wonderful. And I know that listeners, there will be a link not only to Stacey's new book, but that where to find all of her books, um, wherever you like to buy your books. But Stacey, just stopping for a moment, because I, like you, there's so many elements to being um, a business owner, but some bring us joy and some we find a little tiring. And that's got to be honest, they don't all bring us joy. What part of your business, if you had to sit and reflect back on a week, what are the highlights? What brings you the most joy? Well, the most joy right now, honestly, is having people tell me that they're getting the relief that you mentioned when they open up the pages of selling from your comfort zone and say, oh, my God, you're, you're talking to me. This is what I've always felt and thought. And, and to realize that I'm also bringing voices inside the book that other people may not have ever heard of before, because they are quietly going about being very successful, connecting only with the people that they feel destined to serve that are in alignment with them. They're right. they're not out there being very flashy. Right. So to to find out many people are finding out that, oh my God, people have been doing it this way and being successful for so many years. How did I not know? Like that's that's the joy for me right now. So whether I'm doing it on Instagram, I put a post out and somebody responds to that, or I, my group coaching programs and someone says, Oh my, we're having the conversation around a principle from the book and they say, oh, you just, you just took a load off my shoulders or in a private coaching session where I'm able to actually say, how about you approach it this way? And I'm using a principle from the alignment marketing formula in the book. And they say, I never thought that it could be that easy. That's what's bringing me joy. That's wonderful. And I hope others that are listening to this will be encouraged by realizing that it it does. It comes down to when you're serving others and you can show them the way and just, yeah, take that that fear because I think I hear that so many times, the fear of selling. It's like, don't, don't take me there. But so let's jump in and talk about your new book. And you've got, it's called Selling from Your Comfort Zone and the power, I think this is the important part, of alignment marketing. And how would you tell our listeners, how do you move into being in alignment with your core values? The core values. Well, mm. that and that's what it is. It said the comfort zone is where our core values are. And, and I'm going to give an example in a moment. You said something so right on the money, as they say, no pun intended or every pun intended. People are not actually afraid of selling. They're afraid of being perceived as salespeople because salespeople, the definition of a salesperson, and there are so many studies done on this. What's how do you describe a salesperson? Pushy, spammy, salesy. Nobody wants to be perceived that way. Even if they operate that way, they don't want to be perceived that way, right? But the vast majority of people don't want to be associated with that. Right. So 
there they are. They're in business. They know it's important to sell. Otherwise, the business doesn't proceed. But then they're caught between a rock and a hard place. How do I sell without being salesy? Right. So coming back to the question you just asked me, what we do is we start by getting in alignment with what do we consider to be our core values, our morals, our compass. And when you think of a compass and its direction, right, a compass is usually round, right? right. So that's the circumference of your compass. And but the compass usually doesn't have any give to it. So that's why I prefer the, the metaphor of a rubber band. Because a rubber band has some give to it. You can expand it a bit. If you go too fast, you'll break it. But if you slowly start to expand it. So using our core values that we usually just keep for ourselves, but then expanding to now, how do I apply core values in my business? Mm -hmm. How do I apply core values to meeting people? How do I apply my core values to the conversations I want to have? How do I apply my core values then to making the offer when it feels right to make the offer? That's what I'm actually teaching in the book. So I don't provide scripts. There's no scripts because I say ditch the script. It's the concept. Yeah, but there are questions to ask yourself so that you arrive at your own way for Mm. making sales. And I know that you've got a list of values for people to have a look at and sort of meander down quite a few, in fact, um, yes. you know, and I guess I would tie that in with asking you the question, how do you feel about people having different core values for work or for personal, or would you say they crossover or would you say they're the same? It, it's interesting. People have told me that people's core values change at time. And you're asking me, I, I think we'd be talking about different, a core value by its very nature is a core, it's it's what you would call the non-negotiables. That's what I agree with you. I mean, I think there could be a concept of a core value for a company. So it's the branding of the company as such has values. But as you say, as you come down to the individual, it's what you believe in. It's, it's, you it, you it can't exactly, put somebody else's hat on and go, well, these are my values today. And this is, uh, you know, I agree with you 100% that it's identifying your personal core values. Exactly. Now, can I honor you? You, you most likely we can appreciate each other's core values. That's how I'm here. You, you read the book, you can resonate with it. We resonate around concepts by bringing our core values to it and we can harmonize. That's alignment is really more about coming into harmony with our first ourselves, and then with others and then with our message. So we can appreciate it. But then there are, People whose core values bring to them a different belief system than these core values would bring forth, right? Right. What they hold to be non-negotiable for them leads to their belief system. What I might hold non-negotiable for me might lead to my belief system. And those beliefs might be completely contrary. Mm. If they're completely contrary in business, like if I'm speaking to somebody who wants their problems to be resolved in a different way than I'm prepared to to resolve them with my products or my services, there's there's no connection. Right. And, And And that's why I say ditch the script because learning how to overcome objections 
is yeah. not the way to do it. We just will just go like this and keep on right? bashing and bashing. Cause that was one of my other questions is, do you have tips for when you're developing business relationships that align with your values? And I think you just explained it beautifully. You know, what happens when you can't do business with somebody? <laughs> you just feel, I mean, and I think that, you know, especially solopreneurs that are listening um, when they start off in the early stage, or perhaps when they're younger, believe that you've got to do business with everybody. You've got to be so flexible. And I'm going, Mm-mm. and I don't know, is that just something that we we develop with age, or is that? Something- I, 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 oh, oh, you got you're going to get me started on this. Okay, so very quickly to address everything you just said is a yes, 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 and most companies say our product is for everyone, right? They say. Most companies are products for every, like, you know, if it's a mass produced, you should be able to find somebody out there who wants our product. Who Go wants find to that buy person. It. <laughs> okay. So if you're, if that's how you're trained and you're just coming out, it isn't until you've received enough no's that you're like, well, no, it's actually not for everyone. Or you start putting it on yourself that you're a bad salesperson, mm. which is not ever the case. Right. Then there's the concept of getting trained to overcome objections. And I come from the school of belief that says what you put your attention on is what you get. So if you're so sure you're going to get a no, then your whole, then not you, Carol, and anyone's, our body language is going to be ready to attack, right? right? Ready to go in there, like whatever you say, I'm prepared, like to bat it. Well, that whole energy in and of itself puts someone else on the defensive. Absolutely. So in the book, I talk about why we don't want to do either one of those. Mm -hmm. We want to think about why do we love the product? What is it about the product or the service, whether we're representing someone else or ourselves? Why would we love to, to be able to share this with someone? What do we want them to be able to do? Because that's what we're able to do. Like we're in, we're in love with what we're selling. And then we think about who would love to feel like us. Right. Who would love to have a solution like we have. And that takes us back to problems. Not everybody has the problems that can be solved by our product and services. Right. So identify the problems be prepared to solve the problems. And then I share how to build, engage, and sell in the book, which is not a concept I created. It's it's well known. It just isn't practiced very often because people are doing the other thing. Right. Yeah. And it's just and so interesting because when you said the problem and if they're not ready to have that problem solved right now, it doesn't to me mean that you need to let them go. Because we come back, don't we, to those, what is it, eight, nine, ten touches? It might just not be right right now. And I, that, and not to let so them, true. Not to let them so go. True. So it's, it's not you don't close the door on them and go, well, this, yeah, they don't need my product. I'm not going to deal with them. But I know that you shared something else, and I am curious because this comes with my marketing hat and loving marketing and social media. You talk about eight steps to closing a sale. And we will yeah. have that link because you do have a free training that's available to our listeners. Yeah. So you'll find that in the show notes. But could you give us a peek view behind these eight steps um, yeah. that you say, you know, you get an inside view and you're talking about social media marketing as part of these steps. So 
love to just yes. have a, a little peek inside view on those eight steps. Well, think about the eight steps to a sale trading that I'm offering as kind of the cliff notes to selling from your comfort zone. So the step one is, what do you love? Like, Because the other part is, let's, even before we start the eight steps, we must be sure that what we are selling is in alignment with what we love to do so we can do it consistently, ongoingly. Many people are selling products and services that are not in alignment. They're doing it because they think they can make a lot of money at it, but they haven't found their personal connection to it. So that's why step one is think about the things you love to do in your life and don't worry whether you can make money at it or not when you make this list. Right. If you love doing something, I promise you there's a way to make money at it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Second is to then think about if you know how to do that, you love to do it, you want to teach people to do it, then who are the people who would want to be taught what you know to do? Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about whether it's guitar playing, social media marketing, skincare for the aging skin, cryptocurrency. It doesn't matter. matter right. There's going to be an audience that wants mm. to learn how to do it. And you can be that person who can teach them that. Who provides it, right. Okay. Third is you want to be able to tell people what you do in one line. Not, I'm a coach. Okay. Because people are like, okay, great. You're a coach. I know what a coach does and they dismiss you. There's no interest in that. A one-liner says, for the people that have this problem or this desire, this is what I have for those people so that they can have what they want, right? That's a one-liner. That's the, the structure of a one-liner. Again, talk about that more in my training and more in the book. Fourth is you got to have something free to give that's valuable to them, not valuable to us, mm -hmm. okay? Like if nobody knows who I am, offering a 15-minute free consultation, woo, so what? I don't right. think, why would I? But Maybe a cheat sheet, maybe a uh, an ebook, right? Maybe a video training that's free, like my eight steps to a sale, where they get something that's actually going to help them solve this problem on right. their own. So that if they decide they want more, now you can offer that consultation, right? For free, and because. Yep. And a wonderful way just also to get to know you because of that, once again, you come to that alignment, those core values spin back round again, is that by that offer that you give, and I, I like audio and video, I must admit. Um, yes, we do. We have to have the little cheat sheets. But audio and video gives people an opportunity to just get to know that person um, behind the scenes. I know there are a few more, right, on the list well, of the Well, very eight. quickly we'll go through. So. What are you going to sell first? Sometimes people sell, they try to sell $1,000 programs. And you have to have trust. I explained this in the, in the training. If they don't have trust in you, they're not going to pay a dollar. So we want to have something that doesn't cost a lot, that doesn't require a lot of risk on their part to give them an opportunity to say yes to us without them feeling like, well, if it didn't work out, God forbid, I didn't lose that much. Right. Right. So we go from free to a little bit of money and then step up to the bigger programs. Okay. Then we have to know where to meet the people that 
have this problem. So I give suggestions on that. Seven is a little more fun, but something most people don't talk about. Our prospects are not our parents. Okay. <laughs> so when a so when a prospect more. says they yeah, yeah, okay. When a prospect says they don't have time to meet with us, it's not like our parents saying, Go away, kids, you're bothering me. However, that's how a lot of salespeople treat it. And I'm not saying to go back in their face and be pushy. I'm saying don't take what they say and make it bad, like you did something bad Mm -hmm. and you need to be punished. If they don't have time, stand in your adultness and ask questions like, you don't have time now. Is this something you would want me to have a conversation with you about it another day? So I give that. Then there's also when our parents said they couldn't afford things. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you knew that if you said anything more, you would wind up going to your room, right? Well, there are ways, again, not to be pushy and spammy, but there are ways to if stand in our adultness, in our control, in our alignment to find out, is it a no for now or is it a no always? Mm-hmm. Too often salespeople go, okay, I'll come back. I'll, I'll follow up with you. Well, how do you know they want you to they follow want up? They want you to, right. Just be, as you said, just because, yeah. How do they want us to be in relationship with them? Our parents only wanted us to obey. That's not true of our prospects. Right. But if we treat them like that, the relationship will go off the tracks immediately. Right. Lastly, is how do you conduct a 15-minute offer conversation? Mm, That's got to be valuable. So that alone, I think, would be a good enough reason. I know I like that you've kept it till the last one, but people do. They they need a concept. They need something to follow through. So that is available in the links. It's going to be under eight simple steps to close a sale. But before we leave, Stacey, there was one thing that I, I came across, and I think this affects so many people, think of squirrel brain and distraction. Is that something that you share in your book on how to train your brain to stay focused? Or is that something you share in your trainings? As I'm going to say that there are elements in selling from your comfort zone. Uh, there's At the end of the book, I offer what I call comfort zone expanders, which are are activities we can do every day that help keep us in our alignment. So you don't just do alignment once and then forget about it. They're daily practices, easy practices. And those do help us train our brain. However, the book on how to train your brain is really just focused on that. Even more ideas. No, I think that that's got to be a golden nugget because yes, (laughs) that's something that we can so easily be distracted and and run off. So training our brain, which is very trainable. Um, So I, I totally agree with that. Would you have, as we wrap up the session and thank you for sharing so much about how to sell from your comfort zone, productivity. Do you have a recommendation to somebody who is brand new, starting out, feeling totally overwhelmed and not productive? What would you recommend for them to feel that they are being productive? So this is one of the comfort zone expanders that I go into deeply in the book, and I call it a practice of scheduling for success based on our priorities. 
somebody brand new may be feeling like they have to hurry up and catch up to something. There's nothing to hurry up and catch up to. It's if someone else is already out there doing something, it's because they went through the process of getting to that point. So we want to make sure that we're not skipping steps. And the first important step is to make a list of our priorities in our life, our priorities for our career, priorities for our personal life, priorities for other people we may take care of, every aspect of our world. And this might seem like a little bit of work, but the funny part is we do it all the time up here between our ears. Right. And everything looks equal up here. Everything seems like it has to all be done right now. And we make ourselves crazy. If we take all that, we put it down on paper and organize it according to these categories of our life. And then prioritize what has to be done within each category. And then prioritize the categories. Then we know what else has to be done besides what we're doing in our business. Absolutely. And I just came off a call where somebody was saying they felt always they get this goal to do business and then something else pops up. And if you look at what are those other things that are popping up Mm -hmm. and you're choosing to do them, they must be more important Right. Than what you're doing for your business. And I know that this conversation right? is certainly right because you are trying to identify that fear. What's holding you? I mean, that's a whole nother identifying that fear and what's holding you back from it's a whole nother, yeah. focusing on your business, right? But, um, but I think that's, yeah. that's, that's wonderful. Yeah, because I use something called mind mapping, which many people are very familiar with, to do a similar type yes. of process um, and just so important because it doesn't only apply to your business. And our lives are our lives. So that they consist of everything that comes together. It's not just separating and putting the business to, to one side and then it's family or then it's me or my self-care. Um, you've got to find, as you say, your priorities that, well, this has been a wonderful conversation. I hope that those that are listening to us have enjoyed learning a little bit more. I'd love for you to share it with your friends. Leave us a review and explore your own way of connecting, inspiring, and creating this week. I will be back with another episode in two weeks on Connect, Inspire, Create. And Stacey, thank you so much for sharing all these nuggets <laughs> that we Carol, you're a beautiful interviewer. You've pulled out of me some things I've never said before, and it's been a joy to be in your studio. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stacey. 